millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, one and all, and welcome to After the Checkered Flag, my F1 special series here on the Behind the Glass podcast. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. If you didn't know, at the weekend, I was in Saudi Arabia attending the Jeddah Grand Prix. I'm now in Dubai, ahead of the season finale in Abu Dhabi this coming weekend. It meant that we were always planning to do one final episode of After the Checkered Flag this year, summing up the season once we knew who was crowned champion. However, as any F1 fan or viewer of the Jeddah Grand Prix will know, that race was so insane we simply could not not discuss it, if that makes sense. But we've had to get creative. Thankfully, since I've upgraded or promoted Paul Wallace to co-host of After the Checkered Flag, I could leave it to my co-hosts of Behind the Glass to basically fill in for me whilst I was away. So in two seconds, I'm going to be handing over to Paul and Tony for the Jeddah Grand Prix After the Checkered Flag episode. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm a little bit worried and a little bit nervous. I don't trust either of them separately, let alone together. But hopefully we're going to get some interesting, concise, maybe even controversial thoughts and ideas from them. Then right at the end, I'll share a few of my thoughts, depending on what they say, hopefully not too much. And then we'll wrap up this week's episode. I'll then be back with Paul for that season finale after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, when we know who will be this year's world champion. Oh my God, I'm bubbling over with excitement. So yes, with some trepidation, I now hand you over to Paul and Tony. <laughs> Here we are in Kent, two legendary co-hosts to the Behind the Glass YouTube channel. And welcome to After the Checkered Flag. I think oh, we've started. I think Sam's already said that. No, he has, yeah, I think he introduced us, but um Yeah, here we are, ladies and gents. In quite unconventional circumstances, but by popular demand. I think we're going to do this way better than Sam, to be honest. I, I do as well. Do you know what I already feel like? You know, at school, yeah. when the teacher leaves the room for even 30 seconds, and for those 30 seconds, no rules apply, and you are able to do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I used to do when that happened? What? Stab my mate in the leg with a compass and throw prick sticks on the wall. Okay. <laughs> but I ain't got a compass with my prick sticks. <laughs> I'm just going to move my legs this way. <laughs> But we have come live, not live, uh, from Gravelwood Car Sales. I've made the journey around the M25. I have committed to after the checkered flag because this was our idea. Mm. Now, we have just witnessed what could possibly be the most confusing, potentially frustrating Grand Prix 
that I've witnessed in history. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, but no. I, honestly, I cannot, I mean, I'm not as much as a fanboy as you and Sam, for sure. And I don't know anywhere near as much as you two, but obviously I have an opinion. Um, but I've never seen anything like it. I've Honestly. spoken to so many people since the Grand Prix has happened. I watched it with a couple of friends and I still can't get my head around what happened. Yeah. And I do think the track played a huge part in the way that the weekend panned out. But what me and Sam have been saying throughout this entire season, every race that we get, all of a sudden, you kind of think, when is this entertainment? When is this controversy? When is this battle gonna come to an end? And we've always been a little bit nervous that it's gonna have an anti-climax. One point, there is gonna be a DNF or there is gonna be a mechanical failure, yeah. which this crescendo, what a, what a fantastic word, by Unbelievable. Um, I'm Sam obviously learning like from this. Sam. No, no, he don't, he don't say <laughs> no, words not, like that. No, no, we're, not, we're giving him too much I credit. Know, I definitely don't um, say words like that. <laughs> but, like, I almost felt like the bubble was going to burst. But here we are, going into the final Grand Prix weekend with Max and Lewis on equal points. Unbelievable. This is like, we have never seen anything like it. Well, I know... Is it Prost and Senna, we, that was close, wasn't it? They all keep talking about that. Yeah, but that was way before was my you alive? time. Was that maybe? Was maybe. Was it in the seventies or the eighties? Nah, I don't think was so. Was it the eighties or I the nineties? This is where most most Se pure F one fans might Se turn Senna, off. Now. Senna, Senna, Senna was eighties and nineties, I think. Sam's going to be fuming at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is the difference between me and him and Sam. Sam knows every Grand Prix pre-war. <laughs> I know every Grand Prix pre-2021. <laughs> and I'm somewhere in the middle. You're I'm in somewhere middle. in the middle. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the only place that we can start this Grand Prix, or trying to summarise this Grand Prix, is... Where do you think I'm going to start? The fact that we saw the Aston Martin safety car. Oh, My God. conspiracy has been completely frauded. Hold on a minute. Word? You can't ask me a question and then answer it yourself. Well, you weren't going to answer it. I was just about to answer it. <laughs> you, you asked. Anyway. Well, I knew you were going to answer the wrong question. Sam, please come back. <laughs> <laughs> All this season, we have seen the AMG GTR. That safety car has put so many miles on. And yeah. every single Grand Prix, the Aston Martin swoops in. This is a Lawrence Stroll deal, or I'm assuming it's a Lawrence Stroll deal. Of Fant course. Fantastic businessman, by the way. Lawrence, hope you're watching. Hello. Um, great to see the Aston Martin out there. The Vantage in action. I've got two in stock. <laughs> We're not here to sell cars. Oh. The amount of um, messages, tweets that I got as soon as that safety car came out was, oh my God. Your conspiracy has just been debunked. But we're starting there because this is where, in the race on Sunday, we saw the first swing to Red Bull. The red flag. Free, free pit stop, Verstappen track position for the restart. Yeah, which they are, they're the rules, obviously, but w was it fair? But again like decisions in general in most elite sports they always even themselves out over a season you know there'll be times where Red Bull will feel hard done by Mercedes and actually the biggest loser in all of that red flag catastrophe was poor Lando Norris yeah <laughs> he was the one that was like completely 
F-U-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> because actually, in the end, as, as the Grand Prix unravelled, it didn't really affect the front. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. O Ocon, Ocon got up, but lost his place towards the end. Yeah. So, um, and actually, a little bit of a shout out to Bottas. Yeah. Because he was... He swooped under the radar. He swooped under the radar. He got going. And I've, again, we always talk about levels. And, and I think if you leave Bottas alone and let him get into the groove, he's quick. Mm. From what I can see, whereas Verstappen and Hamilton turn it on straight away. Complete league of their own. League of we their own. We will get on to Lewis and Max. Of course. Now, what I quite like to do in these podcasts in particular, especially when I'm doing them with Sam, is try and get my feet into other drivers' fans' shoes. Yeah. So you don't want to come from a biased approach because we both want Lewis Hamilton to win this world well, championship. Like, you don't really like Lewis off track. No, but I just appreciate greatness, mate, in general. Like in any elite sport, I just appreciate greatness. And whatever you think of Lewis, whatever you think of Max, whatever you think of past F1 drivers... He's won seven world championships. Mm. Seven. Mm. Now, load, I see loads of comments and people saying it's the car. And I have said this before. And yeah, the car will play a part. But 110% he's not had the best car this year. Mm -hmm. They've gone into the last race of the season. They're level. And Max is an outstanding driver. So you, you can't. Whether you like him or not, and I am not particularly a, a, a fan of his personality and his persona, it can be a bit of a circus, yeah. Lewis. You know yeah. what I mean? He, yeah. he, he, what he sometimes brings and, and, and fair play to him. Maybe he thinks he has to do that and use his platform to, to elevate other people. And sometimes he says stuff and I think you don't really need to say that. But... The competitiveness bit and, and the moaning and people say, oh, Lewis is always moaning. That's an elite sportsman, man. Yeah. That, that is, if you watch elite sport, that is the difference between them and someone that's just very good. You know, the, the, the real competitive edge. And to, to be that good for that period of time... And actually, we sit here in front of a camera and we all have an opinion <laughs> and all the fans have an opinion and even racing drivers have an opinion. But none of us have been in an F1 car, mate. Can, can you imagine, can you imagine batting round that track for 50 laps at an average speed of 157 miles an hour? Listen to this, 157 mile an hour. Mm. You can't make a mistake. Yeah. Because if you make one mistake... Breaking, accelerating, turning, you're in a wall. Yeah. There's no forgiveness. And you do that for 50 laps, setting um, a record lap times every time you're doing it, getting faster and faster and faster. I think it's, it's also... Incredible. It's also worth noting that this track in particular, there was no fluidity to it. So Formula One drivers, you can imagine, once they're in the groove, they can almost go around in an autopilot 
because they get asked to set lap times, could drop the pace, tire management. They are professional sportsmen, but this race in particular, there was no fluidity. There was no way for them to get into the groove because it was such a stop-start race. Yeah. And I think that was an element to the entire weekend because I think there was so much confusion that I saw online and within myself because it kind of felt like it was one of those races where no one understood the rules. The scenarios were so freak and so different to what we had seen before. There's no black and white rule book with Formula One and within the FIA that when you see something happen, we can instantly go five second penalty, mm. 10 second penalty there. Ah, that's a grid, plot, grid penalty for the next time they race. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And because there was so much with Max claiming he was run off the track, Lewis visibly getting run off the track, the collision, which again, we will get onto, uh, between the two drivers, that has now eventually resulted in a penalty to Max Verstappen. But there's so much going on at that circuit and the, the circuit is so fast. I kind of felt like the drivers did enjoy the challenge, yeah. but there was also an element of they, were, they, they feared it. Yeah. And I think you could see that in the Porsche, the F2 that was going on, yeah. there was there was just so much. The difference between the F2 and the Pulse, they are professional. F1 are elite, mate. You know, they 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 they're not just pro. They're they're, they're they are the elite. And some sometimes I I used to look at F1 and and I used to think, oh well, you know, it's downfalls and this and that, and it can't, you know, it's boring. It's procession racing, and historically it has sometimes been like that, which is never really really why I've been into it. But when you actually look, when you actually really delve in, as a human being, mm. someone who thinks they can drive, because there's a lot of people, there'll be a lot of fans well, out that's there. That's definitely you, someone who thinks they can the, drive. The, for, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But everyone who's keen in cars, they think they can drive. And then you try and put yourselves in a, in a, a, a even a professional racing driver um, situation, and then F1 is another level from that. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like incredible. Even if you're, I mean, Mazepin's not a good example, but, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? Even if you're at the back of an F1 driver grid, you're still unreal. Oh, I think, I think Mazepin is also unreal. There is a common theme going on with the after the checkered flag that we are approaching very wealthy people for sponsorship yeah. and I think Mazepin is a, is a target. I'm director of marketing oh, as, as well as I am co-host. <laughs> yeah. So whilst you're there slagging off Mazepin, <laughs> I've kind of got to balance the field a little bit because um, I kind of feel like Nikita's father could be a good sponsor for okay. the checkered flag. Fine. Basically what we're going for is next season, me and Sam follow the F1 circus delivering after the checkered flag on the race circuit as the checkered flag is waved. That's kind of the goal. Sponsored by Hat. So that, yeah, that we can stop doing the podcasts in the studio, which is very cold, and also in your office, which again, is quite cold. The heat is not working. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Tony is very, very um, passionate about the level of elite sportsmen, the level that Lewis and Max both operate at. For sure. Because they drive off into the distance. I've made some notes on my phone because obviously I take co-hosting quite seriously. You've yeah. just turned up to work in your trainers and uh, sat down. So we'll start with the conspiracy that I saw online uh -huh. that Mick Schumacher was the first person to crash. He crashed by himself yeah. into the barrier. Not surprising. Most Schumachers do that. <laughs> Well, actually, I think the other one was aiming for other cars. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Normally when championships are involved. 
<laughs> Sam, I'm very sorry. And to all, all of the listeners as well. <laughs> this is what happens, Sam, when, when you leave us in charge. <laughs> you know if he was in, he'd be absolutely... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's already trying to edit this out. <laughs> um, but the conspiracy that I saw was Mick got that red flag so that Max could get trapped position. No, so that his silly. father couldn't was able to maintain seven world championships. And anyway, that was just a little bit of fun. The interesting thing that I saw online was would Max and Red Bull have stayed out to gain track position if Bottas hadn't have backed him up on the red flag? Because there was a moment where obviously Mercedes wanted to double stack the cars. They told Bottas, you need to back off to give us the time so that we can pit Lewis and then Bottas. They 100% thought that both Max and Perez would come into the pits yeah. as well for the, for the free tyre change yeah. because no one saw the red flag coming. Yeah. But because Bottas backed Max up, Max wasn't close enough to Lewis. Yeah. I kind of felt like that was a really interesting point that actually, if Bottas had stayed as close to Lewis through the red flag, both come in, Max would have driven in as well. And actually, if you rewind a bit, if you actually rewind and go back to qualifying, if Verstappen hadn't have hit the wall mm -hmm. and done that amazing qualifying lap, which we knew, we always knew that on a single lap, the Red Bull was the fastest car. It's just race pace is slightly different and then the Mercedes is the faster car and race pass. But, but, but to switch the car on, the Red Bull is the fastest car to switch and on, which is tires and that, whatnot. The 90% the, the of that qualifying lap was, 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 was freak. Was really another sign that I saw that not only was there a potential that Max was going to win the world championship, but it was moments like that up until the final corner where I was like, he deserves it. But what I'm saying is, is that qualifying, as we know, ain't always the beta one end all because no. there's two different paces. But what I'm saying is, if he hadn't have hit that wall and done that, it'd have been three or four temps up. And then when we had the red flag, the Mercedes would have been behind and the Mercedes would have benefited. Yeah. Because Red Bull would have been in front and had track position. I still think that Mercedes, even if Mercedes qualified second and, and started second in the race, I still think Mercedes, over the course of the race, had the faster car. Okay. They had the quicker car. Yep. And actually, when you go back to um, Max being penalised and, and Lewis had a black and white flag, mm -hmm. and actually, I, I kind of think it was clever from Lewis in the fact he ran him wide on that, that last corner before DRS when mm -hmm. he overtook him for the last time. Yeah. Um, he ran him wide, and I know why he ran him wide. He'd done it on purpose so he wouldn't get him in the DRS zone mm. on the way up the straight because he knew he'd probably get him in the slipstream. So he's run him really wide to keep him away. So, but then he got a black and white flag, but he probably knew he was going to do that. But the fact, yeah. I, I think if you, if you compare the two drivers, they're both unreal. They're both unbelievable drivers. But, but as Sam has probably said before, the race craft, and yeah, the, and yeah. the knowledge that Lewis will have over and the experience, Max, the experience you cannot in any walk of life you cannot pay or learn experience. Mm. It comes in time. Yeah. There's no fast forward, and that's probably the difference between the two. In you know, Lewis it will just have that little bit more, and I noticed at the weekend as well that Max 
was getting as the race went on, he was getting agitated, he flustered. Was get, he was getting flustered. And do you um, know what this is? I think this is a wider picture, and no way has Lewis and Mercedes planned this. But as a seven-time world champion with all of the experience, racecraft, and ability to deal with that pressure, because mm. he has to drive under immense pressure to win those world championships. When he's at his best, by the way. Throughout, yeah, throughout a season. Yeah, that's when Lewis is at his best. So to, to give Max this lead, I'm not saying he's given the lead at all, but for Max to be in the lead going into the final four races, Lewis has him right where he wants him. He has, Max has to drive the last four races knowing that it's his championship to lose. He's going to be driving those four races, trying to win his first world championship, which adds even more pressure to the situation. Yeah. And Lewis is chasing it. If he loses, he's like... Max, you deserved it. For sure. But at the same time, Lewis was going into those four races thinking, if I win them, we're going into the final race and it is going to be a test of nerve. It's yeah. going to be a test of being able to drive under this immense pressure. And Abu Dhabi, there's a new circuit layout, as yeah. in the corners have kind of been smoothed off a little bit, which Christian Horner said favours the Mercedes. Well, this, this is my next question because I know in general... I know Max won last year, but that might have been something to do with Lewis being coronavirus and not being well, quite ready. But He'd also won the World Championship already. He'd, he'd already won, but in general... I mean, we, this year's really odd because we say something's a Mercedes track, something's a Red Bull track, and then the other cars win. So I think the cars are very evenly mm -hmm. matched now. I agree. And, and we, have, we, have, we have seen that the last couple of weekends. And don't forget... Yeah, the, 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 the Mercedes car was really fast in Brazil. And Lewis drove probably the best he's ever driven. Mm. But, but don't forget, mate, the week before in the Mexican Grand Prix, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Red Bull Max drove, drove off. off. But, and won by 20 seconds. Mm. So you can't, you can't say that all of a sudden the Mercedes is much faster than the Red Bull. I think over the course of the season, the, Mercedes, the, the Red Bull has been the better car. But what's happened now is that the Mercedes has caught up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then the Mercedes has always been fast in a straight line, but I don't think they've been happy. But I saw a tweet yesterday that actually made me think, we got a point here. I, I actually think that Max possibly lost the championship at Silverstone. Because oh, wow. had he... Had he... That's controversial. No, 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 no. Listen, just listen to the theory. And actually, I don't I, think Max Verstappen when, fans are over Silverstone, by no, the way. No, so no. So you mentioning it no, is no. going to ignite the comment section. For sure. But when I read the tweet... <laughs> he knows I, what he's doing. I, I actually thought, do you know what? He's got a point here. Because had Max backed out and not been so aggressive... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he, he wins or comes second in that race. Yep. He's 18 points up. Mm -hmm. Now, he's won the championship. So, maybe it's a lesson for Max. People are going to say he punted him off. Maybe he punted him off. Maybe, maybe if he just fought a bit further forward. Which is what we have seen other drivers, including sure. Lewis, realise. Absolutely. Whereas Max is an uncompromising driver. And what I quite like about Max to an extent, is how you know you're always going to get that with him. There is no two ways about it. If there is a gap, he goes for it. Yeah, and everyone on the grid is wary for him. Yeah. And, and actually, to give it to Max, and I like to try and be impartial. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I favour Lewis because I just think he's incredible. Because <laughs> you're also financially involved. And, and, and <laughs> you financial have a... <laughs> invo- Yeah, yeah, because... Tony, time, yeah. Tony has a bet. I had a little bet. <laughs> <laughs> that Lewis would beat Max in the World Championship. Correct. But, but uh, uh, again... You have that, to back your horse. I'm backing my horse. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm yeah. backing my horse. So, um, but what, what I'm saying is, is that everyone on the grid is wary of Max. And actually, to be fair to Max... Uh, uh, on on the second flag where he where he launched everyone. I was I was I was gonna get into the restarts because the first restart was the dream start for Lewis, mm. and we were talking with Sam, and I was freaking out because yeah, so was I. there was no way that I thought on this track that Max would let Lewis pass him. No, but we all said Lewis has got the restart, and he did. He had it. And then we saw Max be the racetrack, should we call him a racetrack bully? Race, racing? Uh, he, 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 he can be a bully for sure, yeah. but that's just his style of driving and that's no problem. But again, like, like Lewis- It is if it's illegal. For sure, but, but like Lewis said, he's not gonna get involved in them scraps. And this is all back to experience because he needs to win the championship. And so he needs to finish the race. Correct, you can't- Whereas Max he, can afford not to. But, but Max will learn don't forget, Max is 23, mate. Lewis is nearly 37. Mm. He's, been, he's seen it all. Yeah, yeah. So Max will learn to adapt his driving to not get involved. Yeah. Because Lewis ain't going to be here forever. He, he, he may, although he's got another contract, he, he, he may decide that if he wins... That's it. He's done. Yeah. He's, he's finished. Rap album incoming. What, 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 can't what, can't what, wait. Whatever. Because you can't... Age will catch up with him at some point. The dedication that you have to put in to be at the top, when as you get as you get older, is just gets more yeah. difficult. Okay, so the first restart, we're both saying Lewis launched Max, went into turn one, way ahead of him, and Max decided that's not going to happen. Yeah, it wasn't way ahead of him, but he was ahead of him, wasn't he? A car, he, was, he was his, a car his entire car, 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 his entire car was Fine. ahead of him. But then on the other restart, Red Bull put him on the mediums. Yeah. And Max then started P3, yeah. right? Because it was Ocon, Lewis, Max. Correct. And out of turn two, Max pulled an unbelievable manoeuvre as if he threaded the needle. Do you thread the needle? Yeah. Is that yeah. What? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and completely... He made Lewis and Ocon look relatively stupid. Which surprised me slightly because I'm not sure why Lewis didn't cover him off. I'm sure that maybe he didn't think he could get down the side of him. But but again, it's really hard for me and you and for anyone else to have... We can have an opinion, but to actually know... To, to driven, relate to the to, situation. To relate. Because All we know is, yeah, car. we're trying to make a gap on a roundabout just off the M25 is Co- the closest that we can relate. And, and yeah, we can have an opinion, but to actually be in their shoes, I mean, if that was one of us, we wouldn't even get off the line. <laughs> I'd we, stall it. And if we did get off the line, we're going straight then. We're taking the cars out, <laughs> yeah. we're in the wall, we've, we're, there's another red flag. No, 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 they've, they've literally, if, if we got away, the acceleration and wheel spin, we wouldn't go straight. No. We'd go into the barrier. Yeah, for sure. We then move on to the biggest talking point, I think, in the Grand Prix, which is what I have seen across social media. And I think the hardest thing, obviously we're entitled to our own opinion, everyone can talk about it online. Yeah. But what I 
am frustrated with is going back to my original point where we don't have the rule book in front of us so everyone gets irate and has their opinion and starts throwing the toys out of the pram when something so freak like this happens. And I do think, even though Max got a penalty, and this is coming from someone trying to put myself in a Max Verstappen's uh, shoes, yeah. I think that Lewis was partially at fault for the situation, not the crash, the situation. And yeah. Do you want me to dive in as to why? You tell me. Now, regardless of whether there was a lack of communication or a miscommunication or a timing error in which Max got fed the information first to let Lewis pass him, in any situation other than what happened because of what's at stake, Lewis would have driven around Max because he would have seen him slow down, Lewis slowed down as well. If he didn't get the communication and assumed it was a VSC, for example, Lewis would have seen on the boards, he would have seen, I think on the steering wheel in his as car, well, his car. that it was a VSC. So that kind of eradicates that theory. The only other theory, and Lewis actually started to talk about it himself, was that DRS trigger zone. Lewis didn't want to go into that zone ahead of Max, because then Max gets DRS and overtakes him down the straight. All right, so I can tell you what I think. Go on, I think for sure Lewis didn't want to go by him for the DRS. Yep. 100%. Yep. But also, do you think in these wildest dreams would he want to drive into the back and ruin his car? No. He, he didn't he didn't want to do that. No. So so it, it's been proved through penalties and again we No, 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 through the data of the car. Through, through the data which is yeah, why yeah, he's yeah. given yeah, a yeah, yeah. through the data of the car that again we can have a Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Opinion, but until we act, unless you drive an F1 car... You can never ever know because you need to put yourself in that position. The fact is, from the data and what we're being told, as mere mutual, 
Um, Nails. Nails. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> then, then um, he has hit the brake excessively hard. Yep. So, which is what, which is when he's hit the brake ex excessively hard. Has caused hard, the crash. Has caused the crash. Because Absolutely. there is no way that Lewis would want to drive into the back of him and ruin his car. So, yeah, that's why I said Lewis was at fault for creating the situation because here's where I think Max saw red. Max got fed the information that he needed to give the position Lewis didn't. to Lewis. Lewis might not have, well, but he didn't. they also knew that that DRS zone was coming up. That's red, why I didn't know red Bull said to Max, give the place back strategically. Yeah. Max would have known exactly what that meant. Correct. We'd seen it in Bahrain where Max made the mistake. Now, this was first race of the season. We saw it in the, ra in the, in the same race, mate. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Him, I took him again. Yeah, yeah. But in the first race of the season, Max made a mistake of having to concede the position back to Lewis Hamilton and gave it in the wrong position, yeah. which meant that he wasn't able to win that Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. Now, in the first race of the season, not that much is at stake. No. Fast forward to the penultimate race of the season when the points are so close and Max has got the opportunity to win the World Championship. We have got the same situation where we have seen hundreds if not thousands of times drivers have to concede the place back and it is the most seamless track position manoeuvre on the track. You pull over, you pull let over, the car pass, let the car pass, you go. And then you race. Correct. Now, what Max would have been frustrated by is the fact, firstly, he's been told to concede the position from, from leading. Because he would have 100% believed he did nothing wrong throughout which, that entire Grand Prix. Which he did. Yeah, he did do something wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. I was getting into the zone. Um, when Lewis slowed down and didn't go past Max, mm -hmm. Max would have realised, Lewis has figured out my plan here. He's not going to overtake me here. In the moment, I genuinely just think Max saw red. Correct. I just think he saw red, was so frustrated, 2.7G yeah. on the brakes. Yeah. Now, a normal road car, an emergency stop is 0.8G. Yeah. So that puts into perspective just how hard Max literally, I genuinely think, he was there, just went, Bruh! Just absolutely annihilated that well, brake pedal. with that foot because your left foot broke in an F1 car, but okay. I'm not a racing driver. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. But again, again, you do have to, in any race car, but an F1 car, I'm sure, you do have to stamp the pedal to stop it, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, if the, we had Sam here, he would be referencing his time that he drove a Formula One car. And we would not hear, we would not hear the end of it. Yeah, so yeah. actually, quite thankfully, uh, Sam is in the Middle East and thousands of miles away from us. Yeah, good. <laughs> so let's talk about that instead. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? We don't... Act we don't, it's, it's, you can't really, again, you can't really compare it to a road car because it's not a road car. And you don't, we don't actually know how hard you have to stamp the brake to get the bloody thing to stop anyway. Mm. Because you will have to hit the brake harder than you would a road car anyway. But, but yeah, the, the fact of the matter is the, the stewards have deemed that he excessively hit the brake at that speed yeah. to stop the car. And which, got, which, which caused which the accident. Which caused the crash. Because he brake checked him. Because he brake checked him. And the reason why I know that watching it, that he probably brake checked him, because there is absolutely, and I'll go back to it, there's absolutely no incentive for Lewis. To just to, crash into the back of it. Why would you do <laughs> yeah. that? When you're fighting for a, when he's been avoiding him all race. Yeah. Like, 
Guys, flipping hell, use a bit of common sense. Yeah, so from, I mean? from the position of a Max Verstappen fan, what I've seen online and what I've seen posted on social, on twi Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, this was all posted before the data comes out, before Max got the penalty. They claim that Lewis crashed into the back of Max Verstappen, caused the incident. They claim that Max gave him plenty of room, which I, I don't believe he did. I think he, he swerved a little bit, and there was enough space. But again, Lewis didn't want to overtake him there. I think he gave him the room. He didn't want to overtake him. I, uh, as, as he got closer to him, the room, the, 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 the gap got smaller. But when, you, when you've got that front camera uh, angle like that, that space on the left always looks less. Yeah. But if you come back a bit, the space was there, mate. He was, he was over. I, at that point, he thought, I'm not... He already knew, yeah. I'm not going past him here. He'd ne he didn't have a message from Mercedes to say, the message come after. Yeah. So we know for a fact, listening to the radio, these are the facts, by the yeah. way. These are not us assuming. We know that Verstappen got the message first. At the time of the crash, Lewis hadn't been told that he'd let him by. Yeah. So Lewis was confused. So he could have gone by him. For sure, I think he could have gone by him. I do. He didn't go by him because he knew he'd get him on the next DRS. Mm -hmm. That's why he stayed behind him. But he didn't deliberately crash into the back of him. No. I mean, that's the most stupid thing you could ever think of. So here's where it gets what could have, should have, all of that. If Lewis had gone round Max, if Max had then got DRS and gone past Lewis, the way the race had played out... Now, we're considering that there was never going to be any more red flags. There was never going to be any more incidents on track. Lewis would have caught Max. And I think that was the general consensus of everyone that I saw on Sky Sports. They say that based on the tyres, Max ran out of tyres by the end because he was on the mediums. Lewis was on the hards. Regardless of what happened throughout that entire race, the outcome probably would have been the same. For sure. And, and the reason for that being is, and we was talking in the group all through it, obviously, me, you and Sam, and they were they were setting such fast pace them too yeah. that that we know for sure that the harder tires will definitely go longer and again this is this is not me being biased this is the lewis this is lewis and his racecraft and his driving skill he knew because he wasn't faster in sector one, mate, no. by the way no, he was no, only no. faster in two and three yep. but he knew he had to push again at that track you make one mistake, you're in the wall, you're out the race, you're out the championship. But he knew he had to stay with that Red Bull to make Max use his... This was 30 laps before we'd even thought about it. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's miles ahead. Yeah. And Max would have known that as well. Yeah. Max didn't want to push. No. He wouldn't have wanted to push, but Lewis made it uncomfortable for him, knowing that at the end of the race, he would get him on yeah. them tyres. So he would have got him anyway, because we saw that once Lewis had gone past... Max dropped right off and he lost his back tyres. Yeah. So, but the the race craft bit and the knowing and the knowledge and that all comes from experience and lots and lots of races that Max will learn. Max will become that, and he is incredible, but I think sometimes he needs to just dial it back a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's going to, he'll learn, if he doesn't win this championship this year, Max... He'll learn a lot from oh, yeah. why he's not won. And actually, will he sit in his room at night and think, 
if I'd have done that, if I'd have just backed off there, if I just hadn't done that, if I just had done that, it would have been done and done and dusted. Lewis had no right halfway through the season to come back the way. Yeah. It should have been... And to be fair, again, when you flip it on the Lewis side, in other championships, Lewis does always start a bit slow, but once he gets going, he doesn't give it's, anyone the opportunity. It's, it's very hard to stop him. It's relentless. Yeah. It's relentless. Max will learn that from yeah. this season because he should never have let Lewis back in. Yeah. And that's just elite sportsmen in general. It's like when you watch real high-end football games, the proper teams, they keep going. Well, look at... We're going to go back to the Champions League final where sure. Liverpool were 3-0 down at half-time and came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 you know, like in general, when a team leads... Look, go back to a tennis reference. Yeah. Look at the amount of times that Roger Federer has won tennis matches from match point down. For sure. Yeah, and Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Nadal. And Andy yeah. Murray. Yeah. Their match point to their opponent and they've come back. Yeah and won the entire match. Yeah. That's what you call playing to an elite level under immense pressure. Consistently. And, uh, consistently and yeah. being able to deal with it. And that's why I tweeted at the end of that race that Lewis is a GOAT within Formula One. For sure. Because the amount that he got thrown at him at that track, we're not here to question Max's driving, defending, on track, wheel-to-wheel -wheel ability. But that's Max... We're here... To say that Lewis won that race from his racecraft, from his experience, with everything that got thrown at him, including that damaged front wing. I was watching the final sort of laps of that race in complete awe because you go back to the point that you were making where you have to drive around that circuit for 50 laps without making a mistake at 157 average mile, it's mile unbelievable, mate. He was driving lap after lap, setting fastest lap from the entire grid yeah. with a broken wing. And he came into the uh, post-race interviews and said he risked a lot to set those fastest laps. Unbelievable. For one, that was for one point. He didn't need to risk that yeah. because he knew if he had made a mistake, he'd be in the wall. Yeah. And that's the world championship over. Gone. So he risked and he knew his ability driving under pressure with a broken front wing that to get that one extra point was so important that he basically risked it all yeah. to set purple sectors. Yeah, I mean, obviously the broken w ring w wing didn't, didn't, it didn't affect the car that much. That which... much, but but it still would have affected the car a bit because if it didn't, it wouldn't be there. Yeah. So there there would have been he would have he would have noticed that the car was slightly different, but he's probably just driven it differently. You know, he's got so much ability. As has Max, by the way. I'm not saying that Max can't drive, and you know that that it, it, Max has approached this championship. It, in a way that he thinks is best, mm -hmm. and he thinks uh, so. I definitely that, feel like he has matured this this season. Hundred percent, mate. He's been loads more consistent. He's got a great car, which we know is an aspect. And there have been so many times where he's been ahead, and he has just maintained this incredible pace. He of is course. so fast when he isn't defending against Lewis. Yeah, but, but th th this is the difference. This is probably the bit he's going to learn. And he will be an incredible racing driver. But you're up against, from Max's point of view, and in my opinion, you're up against arguably the greatest of all time in the sport. Someone who just will not let go. 
It's as simple as that. And you, like I said, you can reference other sports. And there isn't many, mate. Like we said, you go to tennis, there's them three in the tennis. Then you've got Messi and Ronaldo in football. You've got, you've got Lewis in um, uh, F1. You've got um, Ronnie O'Sullivan in um, snooker. But these exceptional people, the real exceptional people, they don't come around very often. They are, they do it for a long period of time. And that's why I think that Lewis is in them bracket of real eliteness that actually, instead of mocking him, and whether you like him or not, and like I said many times, and like you've referenced, I don't really like the way he behaves and his and his person, but you just have to take your hat off, mate. It is absolutely incredible what these men do. And instead of mocking them and and being horrible and thinking of excuses, why don't you just take your hat off to them? I think this is the best way that we can summarise because I had made notes on my phone and the end point that I did want to make comes back to literally what you have just said mm. and it's the appreciation that you have whether you like that person or not and I think now in this day and age we are some might say lucky or unlucky to have much more access to these people and personalities yeah pre-social media you loved a sportsman for what they did in their sport. Yeah. And social media has given us the ability to follow these people and have access into their lives that we might not necessarily have had before. And I think the most important thing that I took away from this weekend, having watched that Grand Prix, being angry, being stressed, my heart levels were up through the roof, and then fundamentally getting the result that I wanted as a Lewis Hamilton fan, but being confused throughout, is first and foremost, I'm a Formula One fan. Yeah. As I am a football fan. As I am a tennis fan. Correct. So these people come and go. These legends will come and go. Correct. These drivers will come and go. And Lewis, when he retires, there will be this huge, like, oh my God, like we didn't realise what we had until he's gone. So the Formula One fan aspect is important to me because first and foremost, if you are a fan of Formula One, whether you've come from Drive to Survive, whether you've been following it for the last 20 years or 30 years or just for the last season, however you've got into the sport and you are a fan of that, I feel like that's the most important thing. Mm. And when you see online people being aggressive and nasty to other people because they have a different opinion yeah. to them, whether it be that they're a Max fan going in on a Lewis fan or a Lewis fan going in on a Max fan, we're going to have differing opinions because yeah. we are fans of the driver that we want to win. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is a sport that we appreciate and we have got two all-time greats having the best season in... F People are calling it the best season in F1 history. Yeah. We have never had a Formula 1 season like this. Yeah. Whether we will get it again, who knows? We have to appreciate the present and it is so hard to do because it is unraveling in front of our eyes. Yeah. So it is hard to just put ourselves in the present and not look forward to what's gonna happen in Abu Dhabi yeah. or look back at what could have been in Saudi or even yeah. go back to Baku when Verstappen had the tire problem. Um, Italy, yeah. when they both crashed on top of each other. Silverstone, when uh, Max got punted off. You can't dwell on those. You have to appreciate the present situation that we're in. And I think just seeing everything on social media it just cemented me. I feel like I'm getting quite serious now, but it is an incredible season. 
And what I don't want is it to be ruined by people thinking their opinion is right and ruining it for other people. Well, you know, we're lucky enough that, you know, social media can be good and bad, but we are lucky enough as individuals that we can actually even voice our opinion. Because mm -hmm. 20 years ago, you couldn't do that yeah. online and stuff. So, so you can voice your opinion, no problem, but no one is wrong or right. It's just an opinion. The only people that are right are, are, are the blokes that have driven F1 cars before and can have a com comparative of exactly what is going on. But even this season, there are situations where even the Formula One grid don't even know what the penalty should be, like Brazil. For sure. But that's, so, that's, <laughs> that's what, like, going back to the beginning, yeah. what we're talking about, like, we don't know the rules. I don't even think the FIA know the rules. But that's the, <laughs> that's the official bit in general, you know, you go back to VAR in football and... At least that's black and white. Well, it wasn't, though, was it? No, it's this no, year, no. If this you're year, a it's got fan, better. It has got better. But, but again, like you said, this is an extraordinary season. You know, the FIA have never had, never had to deal with a season like this before. No. So they're probably scratching their heads and thinking, flipping hell, what are we going to do here? Yeah. Because this don't happen. And 100% in the back of their mind, they're also thinking, we don't want to affect this unbelievable situation that we're in. Because they could throw points out left, right and centre. They can deduct points. They can put grid penalties in. But that would affect the two-horse race for the World Drivers' Championship. True, but the rules should be the rules. Like, yeah, you but shouldn't I... make a decision on affecting a championship. If someone's done something wrong or right, they should be punished. And actually, we spoke about this off camera, why, why I think of this. The FIA probably need to do something for the next race to put some sort of statement out that these are the rules, this is what's going to happen if you crash into him or he crashes in, because it's so finely poised now that actually, <laughs> if you think, I'm not saying for one minute because they're elite sportsmen that they're going to deliberately crash into each other so one wins the title and one doesn't, but what I'm saying is is that the FIA probably need to come out and, and just take that away so there's no debate and put a statement out and say, Right, if you do this and you do that, this is the scenario, you're going to get this. Because, and then that takes that doubt away. Mm. Because we do not want a championship. Like you said, it's been the most incredible season we've ever seen. Certainly what I've ever seen. And we don't want someone to be world champion on a on a on a DNF. Well, or some, yeah. or, or, We've been or, saying it pretty much all. Yeah. Foul. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that 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 that's not a way to finish championship. You know. So and then for the champion as well, like you won or you lost because you crashed into him. Here's how I want the championship to end. We will get into our predictions for Abu Dhabi. Yeah. What I want to happen and what I want to see because let's be honest, the gloves have been off probably since Silverstone. And in terms of they don't like each other now. No. For sure. But I still think there needs to be a level of sportsmanship and respect for each other that at the end of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, what I want to see is them both shake hands, have respect each other, yeah. maybe not have a cuddle because of COVID, but at least respect each other for the, for the championship that they've just had. Because I got fed a TikTok video yesterday of Vettel going into the Mercedes garage and congratulating the entire team yeah. when he lost the world championship to Lewis. He's class though, Vettel, when he? He class, is. So. But that's what I want to see after Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Whatever way it goes, that's how I want it to end. Yeah. So we can go into the season break 
everyone, whether you're a Max fan or a Lewis fan, can be like, that was the best season we've ever had. Yeah. The best driver won. Not, oh, well, in Baku, if he had done that, or if Lewis hadn't have been hit into the blah, blah, blah. I don't want any of that. And the one thing to add to that, one thing is for sure, whoever wins the championship this year deserves it. Yeah. Whether it's Max or Lewis. And at this point, yeah, I'm financially tied for Lewis to win it, of course. Okay, yeah. There's a, who do you think, not who do you want, who do you think is going to come out on top in Abu Dhabi? Well, Lewis, because I backed him to win the championship. No, yeah, but that's who you want. No, yeah, but do it's you a, not it's think, who I think as well. Do you not think there is an inkling in you Considering what we've seen this season from Max, where he can deliver the qualifying laps, Lewis's season has been off the pace in qualifying. He has not got the amount of poles that he has in previous years. Still level on points down to the last season. Okay. Is there not an ounce in your body that thinks Max can deliver the weekend so, to win the World Championship? Okay, so you've contradicted Because I do. Okay, fine. So you've contradicted yourself a little bit there. That, that Max has been unbelievable this season. Lewis has not been as good as apparently. And, it, and he's still on same world championship points. <laughs> so that means from what you've just said, Lewis has got another level, which means he's definitely going to win the championship. <laughs> so I, I, I think he will, he will win the championship. I think these last couple of races have got to Max mm-hmm. because really, when before Brazil... Lewis had to win these last four races to be, to be definite to win the championship. He's won. Or to be in with the contention. No, to win the championship, not to be in with the contention. Yes. To definitely win the championship. Yeah. He had to win the last four. He's won three. Mm -hmm. So. And he's going into the fourth one with level on points. With the momentum. With the momentum. With the confidence. The experience. In the car and in himself. The experience. I do think, and I want. Lewis to win this weekend. But I'm not saying that I 100% am there. I still think there is an inkling because this season we have seen it from Max and I've said it on this podcast multiple times that there is now the, the, the challenger is, is there right there with Lewis and has the ability to Max, deliver a weekend of domination. Max and can I'm, 100% win the championship. 100%. So and there I, is an inkling in your body then? No, no, no. He can, he, mate, he's level on points. Yeah, he can, no, he yeah. can win the championship. Lewis can get a puncher. Lewis could get took out by someone else. Lewis should have terrible qualifying and, and start third or fourth. But, but on form and on momentum and racecraft and experience, you put all of that in together, completely being unbiased, you have to go Lewis. You, you have to go Lewis, even if you're a Max fan or not. I've always gone Lewis all along, which is why I put my money where my mouth is, and I've had a bet on, on Lewis to win. But that was right at the start of the season. If I'm coming into it now, right this second, I'm coming in, I'm thinking, I look at the facts. Who is on form? Who, who has got the most experience? Who's had the most championship? Who's lost their head or kept their head? You look at all of them facts, it favours Lewis. Yeah. But this is sport, mate. Anything can happen. Max is definitely in with a chance. I've just looked at the odds for who's going to win. Lewis is your favourite. Yeah, Lewis's favourite. Of course he is. He will be. <laughs> but, but wait a minute. No, 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 no. But Lewis won't be really strong, though. There'd be nothing in him. There'd be one a, to two. One to two. There'd be, be, be nothing in him. So. Max is 13 to eight. So he's two and a half. Yeah. 
So it's not it's not no. worth talking about. They can, but the the bookmakers can hardly split them. Yeah. Now, as well, if we're going into betting. That's, that's, <laughs> Sam's now thinking. Oh, wrap this up, guys. No, no, no. Because this is this is the that's the English market. Yeah. I bet if you look at the Dutch market. Yeah. Max's favourite. Yeah. So the Englishman will always be favourite in their country in their market. Because that's only the English market. So, of course he's favourite. He was favourite last weekend. Oh, right, OK. He was still favourite last weekend. Not on top of it. So, um, well, you wouldn't be. <laughs> Why would you be? Um, but, but, yeah, that, that's basically how it works, mate. That, that, right. And, the, and the, 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 the betting office looks exactly the same as me in terms of the facts. Mm. If you look at the facts, Hamilton is favourite. But a favourite don't mean nothing. Yeah. They're level on points, mate. Too many variables. There's too many variables. Look what happened. Look what's just happened. <laughs> yeah. And actually, three or four laps in, we're, we're all talking it's going to be a procession yeah. this race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing's going to happen. We thought every driver would dial back 5% and just get round. Yeah, just get... And look what happened. It was incredible. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's, it's almost like the Turkey Grand Prix without being wet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, considering we haven't had any rules, I feel like we've had a very sensible conversation. Oh, we've done a good job. I we think. have done a good job. Yeah, I'm... maybe we are dedicated to, to being co-hosts. It's been an well, hour actually, long. I got I got promoted to being co-host two podcasts ago. It's taken me two podcasts and a single one-way ticket to the Middle East to get rid of Sam. Yeah, I and mean, you've done well, to be fair. He's not coming back, so this is ours now. Uh, Oh, All dear. we need is the login. Really? All we need is the login details, and then we're away. No, I'm going to Dubai. I'm, oh, I can't. I can't do this every week. No, Jot. I'm coming. I'm on my way, boy. Well, I'll come too then. Oh no! <laughs> I've got to be honest. I think those two did quite a good job. I'm a little bit worried now that I'm going to be out of a job as a co-host of my two podcasts. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, sorry about the rustling of Tony's jacket. It was clearly cold at Gravelwood Car Sales. He was wrapped up like an Eskimo. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit not on the sound quality. But anyway, we just wanted to get our thoughts out as a collective. And I don't really have much to add. I'm not going to go back over a lot of what Paul and Tony said. But all I will say is something that I tweeted earlier today. I was thinking last night, no matter what my personal bias, which of course, as you all know, is towards Lewis Hamilton, I think whoever wins the championship this weekend will deserve it. I was quite outspoken on the day about, well, sorry, on the day of the Jedi Grand Prix about Max Verstappen's racecraft, and I still feel that way. I've made it very clear throughout the year, my feelings towards his defensive and aggressive, uh, uh, what's the, offensive, defensive and offensive racecraft. But, Long story short, what an insane season we have. What an incredible season we've had, where two of maybe the best drivers of the last generation, the current generation, and the future generation have pushed each other to this elite level. And of course, we've seen them come together on track, and we've seen some very controversial decisions for both parties, and have both been fair along the way? No, not at all. But it's meant that we've had this jaw-dropping, gripping season. And yes, whoever wins on Sunday, I personally think will deserve it and I will kind of be excited for Formula One as a sport either way. We've either got Lewis Hamilton breaking every record ever set before, winning that eighth world championship, or we've got a newcomer, a new champion, breaking the mould and taking Formula One into its new era next year. So yeah, so much to be positive about. I just cannot wait for this weekend and unbelievable that I'm going to be there. So I hope you enjoyed this kind of slightly random but 
I think very fun podcast reviewing the Jeddah Grand Prix. Let us all know your thoughts below. Who's going to clinch it this Sunday, Hamilton or Verstappen? So please subscribe if you haven't yet to this Behind the Glass YouTube channel. Tony and I are trying to reach 50,000 subscribers by the end of the year. If you're listening, keep listening on whatever audio platform you're on. And then yes, Paul and I will be back for a season review at the end of the year. And Tony and I will be back with more episodes very soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.